The views and opinions that are expressed on the Dope Sessions podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect any views of any other attached entities. Now that we got that out of the way, let's go. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to episode four of Late Sessions. Man, I got my guys, uh, Harley Hustle and D-Nick, microphone misfit back. What's going on, fellas? Bless, bless. Man, everything cool, bro. So, um, this is a very interesting uh, topic that I wanted to discuss because it partly has something to do with um, something that William said in the interview with Shannon Sharp, but also I think because he said it, there's just been a lot of people coming out and saying, you know, different stuff. And of course, you know, I'm always thrilled that you guys always, you know, join me on these late sessions because like I always say before you guys add that time that's needed to actually have these conversations. So um the the, the one thing that I, I'm always puzzled about, especially when it comes to entertainment, especially when it comes to black black folks in entertainment there's always this thing like Chappelle has said Cat Williams has said it there's been other artists that have said you know the whole being forced to wear a dress and and how you know doing that not only makes them feel emasculated but also it's something that happens as soon as you wear a dress your career just like skyrockets right and this is this is what i wanted to this is the topic that i want to talk about um uh, me and you had a conversation uh about this a little bit and um you said something uh, that alluded, well, not even alluded, but you, you were saying something about, um, if I remember correctly, I might be paraphrasing, but, um, uh, well, I'm sorry, before we get to that, um, just, just looking at the history of you know, men wearing dresses in, in films, whether it be movies, television, stage, stage plays, all this other stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like this is always, this has been happening since, you know, this isn't something that's been happening for like a couple of years or whatever like that. This has been going on for centuries. And so when, when I look at it, I, I know like, you know, when me and you had the conversation, I was just like, I never looked at it as a form of emaculate, em- emasculation. What I've looked at it was, if this has been a, especially in the realm of comedy, it has been a co- comedic trope for the longest time. Um, but I, I also understand why I guess they they would they would feel that way, but um, so I, I wanted you to um, elaborate a little bit, Dinik, because um, um, you like I said, you, you said something uh, alluding to um, how um, 
it was uh, well, it was um, something pertaining to um, how like some some people it like to some p- big big wigs in Hollywood, it may come off as if they're they're wanting to see you put on a dress mm-hmm. for some kind of weird value t- type of thing. And I, I'm like, like I said, I'm paraphrasing it. But can you explain a little bit in into that about about like them their value or I'm I'm not understanding the question. I can just tell you my general feelings about the whole thing. Maybe that'll like draw your memory to something I said. Right. Like, well, one to me, all everybody's. This is one of them situations where everybody's correct. And a lot of people are taking some things out of context. And, you know, so like, yeah, historically, this is because there was a time, you know, it's, it's real stupid to equate black people to white people in theater and cinema and all of this stuff. You know, we're different cultures, different positions politically. We don't even have the numbers that like, cockers always have. That's one, and then but this has always been a thing in theater because women weren't even allowed to be on stage back right. in the day, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, so the dudes were always playing women, so this was always a thing, you know. And the you know, also now because of production houses and investors, and you know, all of this type is, is damn or not even as artistic, it's like. Hey, this is a trope that is good. We have X amount of writers. We we know this is a tried and true trope because from from bosom buddies to Geraldine, you know, it's it's worked. You know what I'm saying? Also, what we do know that is also a fact that anything that them jokers in power can get away with, they'll get away with. They'll pull it. If they can pull it, they'll pull it. You know what I'm saying? If they can pull right. it, they, they'll pull it. So, like, when people are talking about, when you hear people talking about, like, oh, the emasculation and all of this type of stuff, that can, that is also true based on who is steering the narrative. Because sometimes, it, like, less aggressive black men make white folks comfortable you know what i'm saying like that is also true this is a this is a theatrical trope that has been around since the beginning not since and that, since the beginning since the very beginning this has been a thing drag shows are always packed. okay like, so, so, let me stop you there yeah drag shows and cross-dressing are not the same thing i didn't say they were no but that but you just use them in the same context yeah, yeah, because they're all because they're, it's all no, they're, they're not. It's not the it same. Is no, it's not the same. It may not. It's not the same, but it's still theater. It's not even. It's not even theater. Cross dressing isn't theater at all. Cross dressing is entertainment. Period. Drag queen is theater and club shows. Okay. And more exaggerated and mostly done by gay men. Yeah. Different thing. Cross-dressing isn't that. Cross-dressing is a trope that is associated with drag shows. No, it's not. Hold on, stop. 
Because, no, 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 I, I can't because, 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 because this is about education. And there's I know been lot, they, there's, been a, there's been a lot of misunderstanding. Because once you go research it, you'll find out it's not the same. There's I'm aware of what you're saying, but you also gotta you gotta think about the way that this is like put out there. No, it's put like, out there because it's people are miseducated. And our well, job we is can't, to, we our, can't, we hold can't. On, hold on. our job is to always properly educate people on what they're talking about. I hear that, but here's the problem. Here's the problem about that. You know, with that, like, because we can't really say that when in colleges across, like, no colleges. You can go look this up. Colleges are not teaching this, bro. They're not. They're not. They're not teaching that cross dressing and drag queen are the same thing. Because they're yeah, that's a different style. But but when they refer to like we need you to get you, we need you to cross dress. That like I you know I've been through all this even at like the school DePaul University Theater School when they have a role that they want you to be cross. They they'll they'll use drag and cross dressing interchangeably. No, but see. Okay, so so D Nick, let me let me ask let me ask you this from your theater background. Mm -hmm. um and the things that you've seen because again like we're when you we're in a time now where you know it's not illegal to have a woman on on stage doing plays and all this other stuff like it was when shakespeare and 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 everything before that but um so when you're in your in, in your theater days mm -hmm. why was it still like Excess. Why was it still like okay? I want to put this person, make this 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 person uh, a woman for the play, and just instead of actually getting a woman to play that particular character. Uh, but but no. But usually these. But here's the one thing we got to make sure that we're staying in context on. Usually all these characters that we're talking about in the black community, with the exception of white chicks. Mm -hmm. We knew they were women. We knew that most people knew they were a man. Yeah. Unless they were stupid. And that was the whole right. joke. That was the joke. Right. That you think this a woman? That was the joke. Right. So the only ones who ever fully gone flat out is trying to play women fully as the whole joke was the Wainers were white chicks. And Flip Wilson with Geraldine, but we all knew that they were they were men playing them. But but I want to answer Kelvy's question. Yeah, I'll... like the um. So, I'm sorry. What, what, give me that. I got I got, I got lost. What, what what is what was that question again? So I, I was just basically asking in your in your theater days, mm -hmm. why why instead of getting a woman to do that part where they still trying to get men to do, to do those roles as women um well because because like because that's the joke usually that's the joke um it's like okay and part of the joke is like okay a dude playing a woman will be an exaggerated sillier version you know what i'm saying because dudes are generally especially talking like 
theatric theatrically, no matter what their sexual orientation is, they're they're just more they're more comfortable, more prone to be goofy. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. Most women are not as goofy, you know what I'm saying? You know, like it's not even traditionally okay to be. That's why you get like people like, and this is a this is a white dude, but you get you get the stories of John Belushi saying, you know, girls ain't funny, chicks ain't funny, and all that stuff because they're not they're not always willing to go there. It's not it's not a lot of female rubbery like right. Me but, and, but but see a lot. You know, but I would say a lot of that. But before you finish that, Dina, I I was gonna say that's where I was alluding to, and like. Because we've had that conversation, especially when it yeah. came to like black black actresses, because mm-hmm. we we discussed that too in the conversation of, of like how black black women wasn't going to do that that type of humor but, or but, that. But type see, of that's not and, and, that's not really true though. A lot of that has to do with toxic masculinity and the way that men in power handle women. And the old boys club. It had nothing to do with women weren't capable and weren't willing to do. It. Or else we wouldn't have the Aunt Esthers. And a lot of them been around for a long time. And the moms Maybelleys and all them. Women were willing to do this stuff. Men were just boxing them out and only keeping them in certain roles. Like the honey pot role. That's when you kind of have to understand how Hollywood worked, black Hollywood and white Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we read things from the outside looking in and we don't do the research on the actual history of the medium we're talking about. The full research. Mm-hmm. Well, Moms Mabley was always because she had wrote that she found it easier to play an obnoxious, super sexualized woman as an old woman. So mom's maybe been playing an old woman since she was in her thirties. Right. But you got to remember if we don't own it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you're subject to the roles that people want to see you in. In their yeah. story. So, a black man in a dress in a white man's story is funny. That don't mean he was trying to emasculate you truthfully. It's just, it's funny to me because I, I ain't never going to see a black man as a white man, a cool ass black man in a dress. Mm. Because we've always been portrayed as cool. So it's hella funny to put us in a dress to them. Right. Our fragile masculinity, not funny at all. Because that's the thing we're not addressing. Our fragile masculinity is the problem. Mm. Okay. Uh, continue I, I, I with that. that. Can I agree with you on that. I'm not going to, I, I will equally, I'm not going to wipe away. You know, like, like because, because the whole bug breaking thing and all that kind of stuff has been brought into our consciousness has made us masculine, our masculinity fragile 
in our head for most of us. So we think there's a plot to emasculate men when the only plot was ever to taper down hypermasculinity and toxic masculinity. What do you what do you say? What do you say to what Norman Lear and them said to Eric Monty when they did what's happening? I mean, bro, this is still one incident. We keep acting like one incident and one man's story is the fullness of the whole story. Okay, but there's but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Cause I, I get I get that. I get that point, you know. But like, but wait, wait, but we can't, we can't discredit. I'm not discrediting. I'm not discrediting the president. To say that, to say that we can't have, we can't have a coachy's type of character, handsome, in shape, star jock dude on TV, on TV screens, and being hung up in like little white girls. Like Uh, we had that, we had that. We got to replace that with rerun, bro. Look, that, that's the thing. Look, to bro. hear to that's hear the, bro. Esther Rose say like there would be no black man on. Bro, the please TV. don't do please don't do this because the one thing you just overlooked is Sidney Portier had already motherfucking had that argument and it already went down with him. You understand what I'm saying? Before we well, get I, I, kid, the reason I, why I started, bro, but I they want to they won't tell the other part though. They needed a kid that could dance. Mm-hmm. None of them other kids they brought in could dance. Rerun could actually dance. Yeah. And they needed a kid that could dance. And they needed somebody who was already somebody. See, there's other parts of this story that people don't talk about that they leave out. So so the, the, the one thing that I often look at as well is that and again, like, like I agree with you, D. Nick, in in the stance that you said that that you feel like everybody is right. So the the other part that I look at too is, um, I feel like when like a like Sean and Marlon doing white chicks, Martin being Shanae and and Big Mama, or in in Tyler Perry doing Medea. All of those were they all of those were their choices. Mm-hmm. And no no studio was like, hey man, put this dress on and it's gonna make you a star. Because to me, that to me it's almost like for them to say, Man, if if I put on a dress, you know, I, that my career is gonna blossom because I made this because I put on a dress where well, it's things like Right, like to me, if if I was an actor and I put on a dress for a movie, that movie could fail, and it doesn't have anything to do with just me putting on that dress. The movie could just not be that fucking good. The script is bad. All this other stuff that that I, I think with with those people, we we've seen it so much that it's like okay, I. I'm I'm expecting. You know, yeah, Eddie Murphy was Eddie Murphy before Norbit, and Norbit didn't do that good at all. So. Man, right. but that's what I'm saying. The majority of these movies, right? Mm-hmm. Almost 95% of them, 
performed poorly at the box office. Yeah. So it's clearly a comedic thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a trope. It's a it's a time tested comedic trope. But it, right. it becomes deeper than just being a time tested trope. Is people in power, it really is people in power wanting to, I won't say, because do you know the definition? What's the definition of a masculine? Uh, I don't know the full clinical word for word. No, nah, we don't see that's what we, we're only dealing with people. This is the thing people got to start really acknowledging. Most people ain't smarter than a fifth grade, so if you can't find it at dictionary.com then we don't need to discuss it. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's as far as most people going when it comes to a definition. So if we're discussing something like... Um, Remove testicles and castrate, you know, to deprive of vigor and effectiveness. Okay. Now, that's... Or to deprive a man manliness or man thing. That's a pretty broad thing. What vigor? The vigor, everything we're talking about. That's that's very broad and not really that concrete to emasculate. So when we start talking about putting us in a dress to emasculation, that's not the proper definition of emasculation. We might be emasculated because they put a black man in a dress, but it's not the proper definition of what emasculation really is. Because it ain't depriving us of nothing. Right. And that's the whole argument. The whole argument is Hollywood is trying to emasculate the black man. Hollywood got called to task for hypermasculinity and toxic masculinity. Right. And we don't know the difference between hypermasculinity, toxic masculinity, and 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 positive masculinity and emasculation. We don't Mm -hmm. know the definition of most of them. Not the proper definition. We just know what a bunch of talking head dumbasses like Shannon Sharp saying on the internet who don't want to be <laughs> That's the truth. If they don't want to be right. then most of what we discuss is conjecture, right? Mm-hmm. Now you see why this subject is so problematic? Most of what we- yeah, because it's 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 like you said, it's a lot of people using these terms like wrong, and and because they use it wrong, and like you said, a lot of people don't know the actual definition, so people can run. Well, that's that's emasculating me, or or this is you know is this is you know I don't I don't do they're using these definitions, and it's just like it's wrong. Because you don't really know what that means. Well, so it, it, yeah, a lot of it. I mean, but people got masculinity all twisted. How much stuff is just, you know, like you can't even, and I'm a counselor, you can't even say 
boys will be boys. That is, that is like, dude, as a counselor, you know, like saying anything like that will get you written the fuck up. But see, that's the that's the thing, bro. Because a lot of y'all don't even know. And there's papers out here and in these fields that you guys work in, right? Mm-hmm. That have the real information out there. So if somebody writes you up for something that's telling the truth about something that a university wrote up, then you can sue them. Because right. if a university wrote it up and said that this is what it is, like okay, let's 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 go for example. Just- well, wait, 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 I want I want to I want to put a pin in that though because now I'm gonna add, I was going hold, hold on hold on because I, I I have to I have to say this about what you just said like universe a lot of things that universities have originally wrote up have been retracted no bro I'm let me finish let me finish that's been retracted I mean that evidence and that that accounts still stand but a lot of that shit has been retracted and is now there's a there's a there's university write-ups that is counter to that and it's on organization and industries like choice which one they're gonna follow. Nah, you know check it, saying? check it out. Now nah, I'm talking about the new. Like, like, I I'm mean, talk, do, I'm do about, you nah, understand I'm, what I'm saying? Nah, I'm talking about the new stuff, bro. I ain't talking about that old stuff. I'm talking about the stuff that's been written in 2023 and 2024. And there's a lot of counters. Nah, there's no, there's no counter to gentle masculinity. There's no counter to that. You understand? Do you even know what gentle masculinity is? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I okay. So, but there, but there's no counter to that. You can't counter gentle masculinity because gentle masculinity is the type of masculinity that you want to teach young men. And it has there is to do. Wait, well, let me wait. Hold on. Let me tell you. I'm telling you, there is a counter to that. There's a counter. Wait, wait, wait. You, you gotta let me finish. The counter is, you know, like don't the don't define masculinity. Leave it open. You know, there's these type of tropes. It just has to be, you know, integrity, accountability, and all of that type. Nah, of stuff. bro. That's but that's. I'm, not, I'm telling you. But I'm I, telling I, you. I, see I, this I, I, I understand what y'all seeing, right? Y'all in a bottle. You keep having to understand you're in a bottle. You're seeing things from inside a bottle. I ain't in that bottle. And I'm seeing things from outside the bottle, the whole picture, not the picture that they try to break down and show you to manipulate you and keep you in the box. You understand? Because there's different levels to this. You have I positive, totally understand. You have positive masculinity, you have gentle masculinity, you have toxic masculinity. You have hypermasculinity, and none of these things are the same. None of them are the same. Absolutely. And, but depending on what depending on what wait, hold on. Depending on what industry and what like who's who's back and what depends on what narratives get led. The reason that's why, why I started, that's why I started this by saying everybody is right. No, everybody's everybody not right. Context. The and reason why is, the reason why these narratives Get put and listen to me very well because the people need to understand it. And I'm sorry that a lot of our gatekeepers and the people at the doors and the watchmen on the wall haven't been doing y'all this solid. See, unless we tell the people the truth, the people don't know the truth. 
So false narratives get pushed because the people don't know the truth. Remember, they don't know what these things mean, D Nick. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. So, so if they don't know what it means, then they don't know to defend it. Then you get these other narratives that push it out of the way because it's just a buzzword. See what you just said was a buzzword. Nothing that you said to defend that buzz to try to knock that buzzword down would if I actually gave the proper definition of what gentle masculinity really is. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why most of the stuff that we talk about when it comes to this kind of stuff gets knocked down because no one gives a real definition. See, gentle masculinity is supportive, caring, loving, gentle, and kind. There's banter. Yes, but it's gentle banter. It's supportive banter compared to that of sour masculinity. Another word most of us have never heard. Which is marked by aggressive behavior, harsh sexualized language, abusive and cold banter, banter about women, and constant put-downs between men's and, men and boys. That's Everything that gentle masculinity at the end of that isn't. That's not discussed. So then when somebody tries to shoot that down, they can't shoot it down because it already told you that it's kind of open-ended. It started off with supporting, caring, loving, gentle, and kind, right? That's not right. a either, is it? No, but, but I, I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Answer that question. Is that a gender? Is, is I'm sorry, say that again. Is that gender based? What gentle masculinity? No, no, right. So there's no argument against that based on what you said earlier, because it's saying the same thing and it's not gender based. These are things that a man or a woman can be. Yeah, because women are masculine just like dudes are feminine. Nah, I'm talking about attributes. See, because true masculinity has nothing to do with male or female attributes. That I'm, that I'm, I'm saying that like proving your point. Like, yeah, it doesn't, you know, like we both, no matter the gender, like we both have feminine and masculine traits. Nah, matter. that's not. You're still no. That's not it. There is no gender in caring. That's not feminine, feminine or masculine. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the point. There's, there's, no, but, there's, but there's, you have to but you have to put it in the proper context so the people understand it. That's not male or female. That's human. That's humanistic. Right. That's humanism. Right. Right. You understand? Yeah, because it's like because it's like you shouldn't you shouldn't care because you're a guy or you shouldn't care because you're a, you're a woman. That's what I just you, said. You, you, <laughs> no, you but we got to but we got we got to say it that like we literally have to lay it out there like that, bro, or they don't understand. Cuz nobody's doing this for them. That's the whole reason why we're having a late session. Cuz it's the powwow to let the grown-ups know what time it really is. <laughs> right. This ain't kitty talk. And then, and then, as you as you as you were saying all of this, Harley, like I, I, you know, it, it takes me to this place where it's like when you realize that, like all of the stuff that we get we, that we get taught, 
or have to learn in order, like with, like you said, Dina, you know, you're a counselor. So all this stuff you have to learn is, is people's like, like way of just saying, this is how, this is how you should, this is how you should do it. Like, don't worry about this. Mm -hmm. Focus on this. Don't do it this way. You know, focus on this. And it, and it go, it's all these narratives where it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's just like I don't like it and because some people may not know a whole lot, especially like, you know, uh everything that you said, Harley, there's a lot of people who don't know and and so when they get taught something, like especially in a uh a realm of counseling or anything, it's just like you know, that's 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 what they get taught. That's what they gotta push, because you know that that's the I don't know if the right word is agenda, but that seems to what what that's what the, they're that's, pushing. That's the line, and they have to toe it. But it's because they don't know anything. Like they come into these situations not being involved. Like they're not involved. Mm-hmm. They're not writing or doing tests or you know what I'm saying. Like really diving into the study of masculinity. So most people who come into these jobs, they're not, have they haven't done deep dives into the study of masculinity. Most of them haven't written papers on masculinity. So when somebody tells them something on their job, they're not qualified to kick back. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they end up... It's, more, it's, it's, it's also... But- it's also like it's more than being qualified to kick. Yeah, back. if you qualified to kick some back, some people go, are qualified to kick nah, back. Man, they they don't don't have, the, if you write no, papers there, on masculinity, if you really, if you're are, really out here writing papers on masculinity for real, from the standpoint that we're talking about, you're going to kick back, and you're going to be removed. It don't from, matter because you're going to still get that, money. That totally. No, hold on. Hold wait. That totally matters. No, bro. It don't like, matter. Like, no, listen. Hold on. If you're in direct service and you're in direct service and you're doing the research and you're writing, because I know brothers like this. I ain't going to say their names on here. But I know people that's like this that do be trying to kick back. Man, I'm going to tell you the why. Get, the minute they get named masters and doctoral, they're removed, they're promoted and shifted. They're not going to be boots to the ground, direct service. Oh. That goes back to this whole thing about like the like. Nah, well, okay, okay. Weaponized. Wait, you no, but you everything know, is weaponized. You can't discredit the power dynamics. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. There was something you you keenly said at the beginning that yeah. made a lot of sense, but it tells the truth of what I'm talking about. If the people don't have the power and they're working for people, right? Mm-hmm. It's about who you know. If you really boots on the ground with this, see, this is the thing. You, know, you was talking about white people versus, you know, versus black people and the way that white people do things in Hollywood and this, that, and other, and we haven't had the benefits of certain things. That part applies in what we're talking about right now. See, because most of us, are Democrat dummies? <laughs> we don't get we don't get with people who will have our back when we stand up for the shit that's right. We be with these silly ass liberals 
who be controlling us and manipulating us. So we don't never meet the people that we're supposed to meet in order to actually be cool if we stand up to what we think is power. Because there's always some other people in power, bro. You don't have to bend to no power because there's always somebody else in power that has your motherfucking way of thinking. So you ain't never got to bend to no power on this planet. That's why that's we're ignorant with that. We get stuck and we don't be wanting to go through no hard season and we don't want to admit that shit. See, in order to stand up for the truth, you're going to sometimes have to go through a hard season. Mm. We be weak. That fragile masculinity thing again. See, I don't know if it's fragile masculinity or just motherfuckers is broken, so they gotta be <laughs> victims. Nah, man. A lot of times, a lot of times, brothers really be fragile in their masculinity in understanding who they are. They do in their situation, and they be afraid because they think that their masculinity, if they express it correctly, is going to be toxic. Not understanding proper masculinity, you express how you feel, right? Mm -hmm. You don't suppress it, right? Right. But most of these men are on these jobs saying they know the truth, but they're suppressing how they really feel. So that's not, that's toxic masculinity. So they're supporting toxic masculinity or the breeding of toxic masculinity. So we got to start asking the proper questions of these people, bro. So I I I I, uh, I think I get what Dinik was 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 saying. I think what a lo- I think what a lot of people, especially us as black people, we don't know we don't know the power that we have. And what you said, Harley, as well, is, is true. Like there are going to be moments where you're going to have to go through a hard season, and so. And 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 while you're going through that hard season, you should be able to 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 uh, redirect yourself into into something else. And I think a lot of times, because you know us as black people, we feel like we don't get as many opportunities. So yeah, I'll take this job, and you know, even even if I know the truth, I I have to say this stuff because if I don't if I, if I don't say this stuff, I'm I'm end up losing my job, and but again, it's like you 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 got you got to stand for what is right, and we got to start educating people to to things that they have never been educated to because I don't think people really want you to know this stuff, or you can switch it around and say we just. We don't know a lot of stuff, so it's kind of like, well, how do I know if I'm not really, you know, l- looking it up? So I, I agree with, I agree with you both, um, but I also say that too. Like while that is going on, it's like a lot of a lot of people don't know how to shift while they're going through the, the they're going through that 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 hard period. True. A lot of people don't know. How don't know how to shift. That's true. Yeah. Because because it also goes back to we haven't been taught 
is you know what I'm saying? Like it literally, these things are literally in books. Mm-hmm. And books have been reduced to TikToks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But some people mm-hmm. will give you a whole book and a and a whole series of TikToks. I applaud those people. But mm-hmm. the people who try to take a whole concept of a book and try to put it in three or four TikToks and think people are gonna get it. That's kind of what's going on with the whole um emasculation of the black man via the dress. Right. And 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 again, I'll be honest. And again, I'll be honest because I've said this to D Nick too. So I I'll just share this with everybody too. But like I just when I hear stuff like emasculation or buck breaking when it comes to black men wearing dresses in, in these TV shows and movies, I'm just I sit back and I'm just like what? That don't even sound like you know. But, but, just... you, but you see how easily we equate things. Yeah, that's that's why I brought, brought up buck breaking because because it's a thing, right? We see mm-hmm. everything that shows the black man in a less than virile and ah Superman as light mm-hmm. as being buck breaking or emasculating. But that, but see, we don't understand fragile masculinity and even toxic masculinity is tied up in the ego. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at a man on TV and how that man looked at you feeling the kind of way, that's ego. Right. It's it's actually it actually runs parallel. With like when I think about like the the not the the actual thing, but the the way it's talked about and the way it's like kind of fought and all of this, it almost runs parallel with like remember back in the day when women were like, especially female actors, more specifically, were like, "Yo, why do I gotta take my clothes off or dress sexy in this? Yeah, do why do I? You know, it's kind of it's talked about in the same lens, like like even even when it's like, uh, oh, you gotta sexualize Megan Fox in a PG movie like Ninja Turtles. You know what I'm saying? She's bent over and all of this type of stuff, or you know, all of that kind of like get down. Like this is how they do generally. This is how the conversations are done with women that are kind of against. Like, no, I want to be sexually, you know, like out there or free or liberated, whatever like narrative it is. Like just like I agree. Somebody, I agree. Like, I right. agree with you, man. You know, because <laughs> there's there's a lot of people. Like Ricky Smiley, Marlon Wayans, Martin Lawrence, Jamie Foxx. There's a lot of people. Even, you know, Kevin Hart was both. He was against it, like, early in his career. Was like, nah, you ain't going to see me in a dress. And then he's been in a dress. So it's just like, eh, but you, But, you know, it's also what you were talking about is also a narrative, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree with the narrative, mm-hmm. but there's a flip side to it. You know right. what but like, it, 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 the the thing the thing that I that I've uh, that I'm having a problem with mm-hmm. is that 
and, and maybe there is some underlining thing that I just don't know about because I'm not in those circles. Yeah. But it it, it it's like like it they people make it seem as if, like you said, with Kevin Hart saying that he was never gonna wear a dress. And then he wore a dress for a sketch from uh Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. That's the only time he ever that's he that he's ever done it. But mm-hmm. they make it seem as if Kevin Hart, if you don't put this fucking dress on and do this shit, your fucking career is going to be fucking over. And I'm just like, are people really out here doing shit like that? Yeah, like, well, okay. Go, well, go back. You got to go back to what Harley said about relationships. If it, if 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 the the lowest common denominator is relationships with studios and these producers and some of these accountants and attorneys. You know what I'm saying? If you're being mm-hmm. difficult, if you if you pull a Dave Chappelle and Blue Streak, like I'm not fucking wearing the dress, it's hacky. You know what I'm saying? To say it's hacky is an insult to the writer. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. like, you just broke, you just you just kind of offended a key player. You know what I'm saying? Especially, mm-hmm. especially if this writer is actually somebody. Because if it's a nobody, you know, that shit don't really matter. It don't matter right. if the writer is somebody or if the writer is a nobody that's just really on the cusp of becoming a somebody. Right. Then, you know, you know, like now you're you're deemed difficult and now you're like, boom, you're broken. But that don't just happen. And so that's probably happened. Not probably. That's definitely happened with people <laughs> that refuse to wear a dress. You know what I'm saying? You know, and keep in mind, like some of these people are just fucking attorneys that are like, let's look at the stats. Oh, the data shows that Geraldine, Shanene, and all these people are very hot in the marketplace, and then Tyler Perry and all of this with Medea. But see, see, bro, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's not hot in the marketplace. Well, if the if they're trying to push their agenda, they're gonna say that and they're gonna push that, and then you're gonna they're gonna but they're not, gonna bro, put that bro, on a lot, a lot of the things that we try to say about Hollywood is told from a loser standpoint. Motherfuckers who ain't, so, never, so, motherfuckers who ain't never really been like truly been like a Tyler Perry is rich. We know Tyler Perry is rich, yeah, yeah, because he put on the dress, but because right, Tyler right. Perry owned every motherfucking thing. And he hustled. Right. He hustled. Like right, but, but, but he owned everything. He been putting on the dress since the stage show shit. Yeah. And right. Was fun because he wanted to represent somebody who he saw in the audience. Because everybody forgets. Mm-hmm. You know, we forget the other dude. What was the other dude who was out here cranking with the plays before Tyler Perry? Um, was it was it Dave, David David E. Talbert or something like that? That's or? one of them, but it was a whole nother dude. I uh, was it Shelly Shelly Garrett? That was another one. It was a whole nother, It was another one before them. Hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. We can't even pull his name out. Tyler Perry did such a good job. Right. And you gotta give credit, like Tyler Perry always says, like the whole, the whole. I mean, he was like the the concept of the character was inspired by the women in his life, right? But he was really theatrically inspired when he saw the clumps, right? Right. So, so then, okay, so then I I want um, so if I'm a young upstart 
comedian mm-hmm. and I get approached for a role and it's just like okay like on, on some like Dave Chappelle Blue Street type uh it was was it Blue Street was Blue that Street. the name of the movie yeah, he yeah was Blue Street with Martin yeah. yeah so so then if if I'm a real student of the game right and it's just like okay I do re- uh Flip Wilson did Geraldine, Martin did Shanae, Jamie Foxx did Wanda. You know, as an upstart, out to me, I would be thinking like, okay, that's that's cool. Like, it's the hopefully, of, I would hopefully it hopefully it works out, mm. and hopefully I can be in that lexicon with some of the greats that that done this, and I don't have to like you know, I don't really have to do it again type of stuff not you know but like but all uh is not all but a majority of great comics did this so if i'm a upstart comic and i'm just like okay cool you know and then you know the the movie is a success but then i'm made to feel as if i got emasculated or some kind of bug breaking. You know what I'm saying? That that's where that's where the whole even with 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 Cat Williams saying what he said is it, just like well, that also goes back to Flip Wilson. He he very very not maybe not so famously, but he did write about his resentment of like how he was treated in Hollywood after Geraldine. Right. That that legacy, you know, that's why I said I'm not excluding like white folks being like, oh, we got them. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that they control you, but they might say like little things and it's like, ah, right, we we like the we like this dude better when he's acting like a you know a queer boy or something like that. And then like what is you know, cause Flip Wilson wasn't nothing to he wasn't nothing to play with. So what did right. that make him? How did that make him feel in Hollywood? Right. How did that? Now, make- I, now I will say, because it sounds like to me, and maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way. It sounds like to me, like because Geraldine was so beloved, and like, and and everybody, that's one of the things they remember about Flip Wilson. Yeah. I wonder if they just kept saying like, "Oh man, like." You should do this as Geraldine, or you should do and and as a artist and a performer, it's like okay, but I want to do other things. Yeah, and if that's got, all you you're got, giving you me, the Howie Mandel thing, there's that shit's true, right? You can create a character. yeah, because you can get typecast like a motherfucker, like no, but, I, I mean, you know. but I mean, you can create a character on the comedy mm-hmm. stage. That becomes something that supersedes you, and people always right. want to see that character instead of you. Mm-hmm. And what makes it even deeper is, okay, all of us watch comedy. I think we've had this mm-hmm. conversation, but the uh, the conversation we haven't had is there's different schools of comedy. Mm-hmm. Do you think? George Carlin will wear a dress? I feel like he has. I don't think he has. Not for the reasons that we would like how we're trying to discuss it with 
Not in no. He don't have a real elaborate film career, but I yeah, feel but like he, but, but, but we're talking about comics who are considered great. There are mm-hmm. a lot of great right. comics who are considered great comics who haven't really put on a dress like on the level of what we're talking about. You know, I I think um I I don't know if this is where you're going, like because like with with a with a Shanene and all, all of those characters, I didn't really see George Carlin would mm-hmm. do that because maybe he didn't have a character. He didn't really do characters. Yeah, he didn't he didn't do characters like the George Carlin that I always saw, and I didn't really I didn't watch George Carlin like I I remember him as a kid. When HBO was like popping, um, in in like the eighties and stuff, I just I would always see clips of his stand up. I never watched it, but I I just figured like yeah, he was in a couple of movies and he was a and he was a stand up comedian. I never saw him create characters like a Whoopi Goldberg when she would do like the the one woman stage stuff and like any like a Jamie Foxx or anything like that. He never because, really had a the, character. Because George Carlin is considered a wordplay comic. And mm. a lot of people don't so uh, you have different levels of comedians. That's just like even with um say um Baba Gregory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't see him in a dress. Right. Because his comedy doesn't call for a dress. Mm-hmm. He doesn't consider himself a clown. Right. Usually the only people as comedians that you will see in a dress is comedians that consider themselves a clown. Right. So we kind of usually have it all wrong. Now, um, so you, George, you Collin, you- George Collin used to, he had one character that I guess you would consider a dress. He did a lot of nun shit. Right. But that was he, would, he was that always was- making fun of the Catholic. And so he had this character where he would wear a nun's mm-hmm. outfit, you know. To, so that's the only thing that I. That's why I know. said that was part of that wasn't part of his actual routine that he brought into the routine to express. That's a Tyler Perry moment. Yeah. When you take right. it, when, okay. When you taking something as part of your history, and cre- and taking that character because nobody else could do the character but you. When you're talking about a specific type of nun that you've encountered in the nunneries and it, you know, going to Catholic school. Right. You you know what it reminds me of as you say it? It's um um Ricky Smiley's like uh Bernice character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even Monty. Right. Where the and 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 watching Ricky Smiley do stand up and like he would always do the voices like that that first Sunday movie is the only time I've ever seen him do the whole thing with the dress on, but he's still the the Bernie he's the Bernice character because the the director of First Sunday is basically like, I want you to play the Bernice character on screen. Yeah. And I mean he's good at that character. 
Yeah. I mean, Ricky Smiley has two characters that he's really good at. Bernie and Little Daryl. Yeah. And and like like you said, um, with with Carlin, because he probably was Catholic at some point, he he remembers how those nuns were. And because Ricky Smiley grew up in that whole Southern Baptist black Southern Baptist church um stuff, there's just like there's all, there's there's a, there's a Bernice in, in every one of those churches, and and Nick, I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying. I'm trying to give people your like you walking on the level that most of them ain't walking on, and ain't gonna never walk on. <laughs> so we have to give it to them in a way that they can actually be proactive. See, we don't want them to think that they can't be proactive because they can be proactive. The system is not set in stone. The more you understand the system, the more you can manipulate and control the system. But if you don't know the proper words to say, then how can you even have the right conversation? What's what's the saying that they this people always say something about uh sometimes you gotta put the you gotta put the pills in the applesauce type of thing. Mm-hmm. Gotta let we gotta it's like, yeah, we we know that yeah, sometimes you know that uh them people can try to manipulate the game in their favor, but that's everybody that's on top. So we got to get over, you know what I'm saying, looking at it from a racial standpoint and start understanding the economics of how shit really works. And also, these these $5 words, they affect our $5 lives. Mm. Most of our $5 ads need to start understanding what the fuck these $5 words really mean. You know, it's it's funny that you say that, especially um, when we were talking about, you know, not just caring because you're a man or a woman, you just care because you're a human. Um, I I was um, I was thinking this the other day too, as I was just like thinking about th- this topic, and um, and I said, you know, I wonder because with 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 us as black folks, because of the 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 limitations that we have on on certain things when it comes to knowledge mm-hmm. and it's like i i can it's like like even with the 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 dress stuff it's like i can see why you do it and i can see why you don't want to do it mm-hmm. and then but then i also had to say you know just me being human i was just like i wonder if like some like like somebody like a Robin Williams or a Tom Hanks or or Ryan Gosling or the number of like white men who have had to like Patrick Swayze and all this other stuff. I wonder like did they feel that this was you know like 
I guess, quote unquote, does this emasculated. feel related to them? I so, mean, possibly, but they don't have the history, and so they, they don't have the history to get for that to get manipulated and weaponized. Yeah, against but, them. yeah, it is though. As someone who read it, it is weaponized within the Christian uh, evangelical community, which is a large community. It is weaponized in the straight middle class. Yeah, it is. It is, but they're already doing secular work, so it don't that don't even affect them. Yeah, it do. Yeah, it do. See, remember what you there's a separation that you said earlier that sometimes you probably don't pay attention to what they're doing on the other side. Not fully. Not to know that certain shit affect them like you are deep enough into their culture to know what actually affects them when they actually do stupid shit. Unless it's like pretty big news. There's a whole subsection of white American news that goes by that most of us don't pay attention to at all. Like, how many of us actually really watch Joe Rogan? Like, truthfully. Not like, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't watch whole episodes. But mm-hmm. like if I see, but I see like clips and stuff. I watch the clips or whatever. But I don't, I don't like watch whole or listen to the whole episode. Well, Pete, Joe, Joe Rogan is popular white people culture. Yeah, not underground white people culture. Right, right, right. right. He's, he's he's tops. So mm-hmm. somebody like Tim Cass is mm-hmm. underground white people content. Somebody like the Young Turks. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. these are two totally conflicting ideas, motherfucker. Right. Like, these are outlets that have a white American train of thought but the different factions of and if you're not really paying attention to the different factions and what they're doing, you start realizing the different factions don't really agree. Oh, they don't agree at all. Right. So what we be thinking is some unified effort to do shit don't be unified at all. It'd be a oh, I never, mm-hmm. I never believed that. I never. I didn't mm-hmm. say you. I didn't say you believe that. Remember, yeah. bro, we having a conversation for the benefit of the people. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the that's the crazy part that I'm having to wrap my head around as we having each conversation. Like that, mm-hmm. other people not doing this. Like they're not. They just talking and. You know, having fun. We're talking about some deep shit. And we owe it to the people to actually, like, really go into it, the different aspects of it, even when I was trying to make sure. Because, see, hypermasculinity and toxic masculinity says cross-dressing is the same thing as drag queen shit. But real masculinity, positive masculinity, understands the cross-dressing and drag queen shit is not the same shit. And then you know, it, you know that's interesting too. I, I want to point because I want to point something out that I don't know if you're aware of, Harley. That like that ideology 
of them being the same thing mm-hmm. is real like steep and professional academia theater. But you know, and, the wait, 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 let me, let me, I'm not, I'm not finished. Let me, the reason that's steep and more modern academia theater is because of the number of like people who are probably on either side that like go back and forth that would that it it feeds them if that is that is streamlined because i know what you're talking about there's drag queens that are like we ain't the same you know what i'm saying no it's not drag queens it's cross-dressing see both, both, both. No, it's both. But the once they get in, but once they get credentialed, and then they get to spin the narrative, you know, like no, this is all part of the same umbrella. Then, like, who's the who's the fight? It you know, what I'm saying? never spin the narrative because everybody knows if you're not performing in a nightclub, you're in a drag queen. You understand? So when you throw somebody in that category that's on a theater stage, now nah, they just cross-dressing. Now they might be a drag queen in real life. You understand? I'm not saying real drag queens aren't in theater and don't end up with cross-dressing roles because they do. Billy Porter. I, I agree. Porter is a I agree, but, but all it takes, all it takes, all it takes to, to spin that is if someone is credentialed and says, hey, this isn't a separate thing. This is the same thing. Yeah, bro. And then who's the, who's the fight? Am I making sense? You're making sense, but you're giving them too much credit. I'm just giving them nah, keep their narrative how they want to keep their narrative. It's not me. To- I'm, I'm, letting, I'm letting you know that that narrative doesn't exist on paper to back them up. So when you actually pull papers out to back up the real narrative that says cross-dressing, the fifth tier of cross-dressing, entertainment, and that the fourth or fifth tier. So you could say sexual is the fifth tier, or you could say sexual is the fourth tier. You get what I'm saying? And entertainment is the fifth tier. But those are the two bottom tiers when it comes to why people cross-dress. So, if those are the two bottom tiers and people try to use them interchangeably, I can understand why, because they're the two bottom tiers, but they're not interchangeable, though. And that part of entertainment, where, you remember what I said, cross-dressing can be cross-dressing at any time. That's just putting on women's clothes. Right. To be a drag queen, you have to be in a nightclub or a lounge performing on stage. That is the prerequisite. Okay. Oh, well, next part of the conversation, that was enough for that, I guess. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, so so let me let me ask you this, like, because you you guys brought it up uh before as far as like um um, the whole, you know, have having having the having the masculine and also having the feminine. Mm-hmm. Why is it that it seems t- t- now this this is 
this is something I've been thinking. Okay. It seems like it's be it's beyond wearing a dress. It's like that could be part of it, but it's also like you're afraid to tap into your feminine. That too, but that's what I talked about with the fragile masculinity. But you also have to understand that tapping into your feminine has nothing to do with positive masculinity or even gentle masculinity. Mm -hmm. So if you want to talk about now, okay, emasculation, right? You mm -hmm. notice I put that on the table, right? Right. I'm finna put another word on the table. Effeminization. Now, do I think sometimes they're trying to effeminize men? Yes. Because some people think that feminine is what gentle masculinity and positive masculinity is. And it has nothing to do with being feminine. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be nurturing to be effeminate. <clears throat> Why is nurturing a feminine trait? See, if you get to say the same thing about men and caring and things like this, then why would nurturing be a woman trait? That's a non-binary trait. That's a human trait, right? Right, yeah. yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's all branding at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, we, but, we're, but we're the ones who are truly in charge of the branding. And we have to make sure the people understand what the branding actually means. Because mm -hmm. they don't know. They think like, yeah, men aren't nurturing. It's like, who the fuck said men aren't nurturing? Right. And only women are nurturing. Then now you're putting it in a box, like you just said. So that's toxic femininity then, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To say that the only way that a man is nurturing is in a feminine way. I can tell you straight right. up and down, I got kicked out of a meeting for, for bringing up toxic femininity. <laughs> I mean, but misandry is really a thing. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to talk about um, emasculation, notice, I didn't agree with men are being emasculated, right? Mm -hmm. But then I did bring on the table that there is a certain level of feminization that goes on sometimes because people think to get rid of hypermasculinity and toxic masculinity, you have to feminize men. And it's like, no, you just have to teach them what positive masculinity really is. Right. You don't have to feminize them for that. Right. Now, do I think the dress is part of a feminization of black men? I don't really know. You get what I'm saying? I think some, mm -hmm. some people who put black men in dresses, it is to effeminize them. And some men, and some who put them in dresses, it's just to be fucking funny. Right. And even no matter what but, it is, but, it can all be weaponized. Correct. Right. But anything can be weaponized. Yeah. Cause it sounds like like what you said. It sounds like all cases ain't ain't are not all the same, right? But but on the other end, like D Dean, Dean said, it's like 
Yeah, it it, it still be weaponized. Right, it can all, but everything can be weaponized once you understand how the world works. Mm -hmm. There's always a side if you want to make it a side. Right. So that's kind of where this subject is kind of gets weird because the men who talk about a lot of this stuff want to keep our brothers in fear of a system. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really have, like, we really have fear mongers in our community to push fear to the brothers. And Mm -hmm. I'm scared, like, if you want to say you're masculine and all this kind of stuff, right? Right. Why are you the scaredy cat? Right. <laughs> Why are you always Man. crying about what the what the that them people doing to you? Right. Man, it's uh this is why I I enjoy these these conversations that we have, man, because it's it's so layered and it's and it's it's a lot of information, like you said, that is not being pushed forward. And I'm glad that we have the opportunity to actually talk about this because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know that I'm like starting to learn and and hopefully everybody is is uh learning. Uh, this as well as they listen to it but like I said this, this can go on forever and ever but um, you know I'm going to wrap it up right there gentlemen and thank y'all again for, for coming through man to the late sessions man uh, D-Nick man you got some uh, shout outs or anything oh man just shout out to the microphone misfits shout out to um, everybody that's uh, rocking with us um, make sure to go on the microphonemisfits.com we got some good, we got some shows and some events coming up and there'll be more added to the list because they're coming in like crazy because it's almost Black History Month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yo, Harley, you got some shout outs too, bro? Uh, I got a few shout outs. One, I want to shout out everybody that has been messing with us on these late night sessions. Like, y'all the greatest. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kelly, before we wrapped up, I wanted you to like, you know, run over that last part you was talking about just a little bit more, man. So, you know, just for the people, because I, I think what you're saying is, uh, I think a lot of people might be on your, a lot more people might be on your page than you think. Uh, which which uh point? The last point. <clears throat> Oh, about the being scared to tap into the femininity? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even though I said that response, I wanted to make sure that the people kind of understood where you were going with that. Right. Um, I, I think basically I was going to basically say, say the same thing that, that, that you said, um, as far as like, um, because I, I know for myself that I'm, I'm a caring person. You know, especially when it comes to my friends and my family and people, even people I don't know. Like, I don't I don't want anything bad happening to them or anything of that nature. But I don't you know, it's like but it seems like when you say anything on on a feminine level, it's 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 like it people call your manhood out. It's like, no, you're supposed to be like this. But I'm like, I don't have to be a woman to care. 
I don't have, you know, you know, I don't have to be this way to care. Like I'm a human, I'm human. So if, if I'm human, I should, I should automatically care. You know, and, that, and that's, that's, that's what basically I want to talk about. And that's a, a very good point about everything that we've discussed this evening. Right. And, and I wanted to make sure that we ended on that, that if you're a human, you should care. And mm-hmm. no matter which side of the fence you're on, you should be open to listen to why the other side cares about it. Right. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. Peace out. And uh man, everybody, you know, if you get a chance, go by www.harleyhustle.com and holler at me. Yeah. Yes, uh go go check out Microphone Misfit stuff, go check out Harley Hustle stuff, check out Lo-Fi Collective stuff. Thank y'all again for not only tuning in to the Dope Sessions podcast, but also listening to the Late Sessions as well. We out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace, Peace. y'all.